0: Jeremy, can you hear us? Hey,
1: what's up, guys? <laughs> oh, that. How's
2: it going, Jeremy? Hey, look at that. Just hat. Enjoying freedom. <laughs> do you do you have a tilt and load trailer, or do you have ramps of oppression?
1: A what and load trailer? Oh, and? tilt. And lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. Til- I got a tilter. Yep.
2: So you don't have any ramps.
1: I got a couple of trailers with ramps too.
2: Oh, ramps. Of I, oppression. I do like.
1: That tilter is nice.
2: That, Andy has all tilt mode trailers because he says the ramps are too oppressive. There's well, no. He doesn't
1: f- have any big trailers though.
2: No, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're enjoying your freedom down there.
1: Yeah, just living it up, man. We it's, were just. It's spring here. Spring is sprung. Oh. You guys got what two and a half more months of winter. <laughs> that's we what the girl have winter halfway through.
3: Yeah. Uh, not
2: up here, man. It hasn't snowed at all.
3: Yeah,
2: it's been but brutal. It's still
3: too cold to work.
2: Uh, it's too warm for me to work. That's my it's problem. Too warm for you? Well, like, so it doesn't snow, so we're not hauling any snow, which is like you know just absolutely crushing our business. And then I have dirt jobs, but I can't get to the dirt because it's plus six, which I don't know what that converts to for your Germany. I'm not hundred percent sure, Gosh, but it like, sounds
1: like thirty-eight degrees, forty. Mm-hmm.
2: So it's like, it's all mud. So we can't get the trucks to the pile to load them. And then we can't get them to the back of the dump to dump them. So it's like, it either needs to be cold, even if it's cold and not snowing, it's okay. But being like semi warm and not snowing is like the worst combination I could possibly have going for me right now. But I would like, I'm inspired by your spring is sprung.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, just move south. (laughs) <laughs> but it's still a pain in the ass here too. It's frosty in the morning and then about 10 o'clock it melts and you're in the mud the rest of the day. But mm, yeah, it's yeah. warm enough to get something done. Yeah. Jeremy, where'd you get the hat? It's a Sterling Lighting sent it to me. It says make lighting great again. <laughs>
3: nice. <laughs>
0: nice. And so, we should say uh, that we're joined by Jeremy of J Squared Outdoor.
2: Just to get that. A real out. podcast would have already said that. Yeah, like, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Someone uh, that was sorry. organized would have, like, Caleb or Andy, would have already said that. Like, <laughs> we are not, yeah, we are heck? not that organized. So, we were just discussing before you came on that, love him or hate him, Trump has killer political ads.
1: Yeah, um, um, on ads, I haven't oh. really seen any.
2: Oh, okay. I think some. Yeah, reason,
1: are Somebody's they good? Like, I heard he has some cool tennis shoes coming out, but that's all I <laughs> We know. were
2: just talking about that, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, his ads are constantly in my feed. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but they're constantly... Oh, you're definitely not going to vote for him. I, well... Well,
3: I, th- I think you can. I don't think you have rules for voting
2: <laughs> oh, <yeah>. down there <laughs> there's anymore. No, there's no voter <laughs> ID.
3: you got to come up through Texas, and
2: then you can vote for him, I guess. <laughs> 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 I, yeah the northern i just went to the states to erie because i'm trying to convince my daughter to play soccer at a university in the states so she can hopefully just start living there and not come back to oppression canada and like the northern border i can tell you it's a bitch to get through there ain't no there is it's not easy to get through. like from the northern side it ain't easy to get so
3: see That's they right. let me through they don't like it when i come back
2: well, Look at they you.
3: never give me problems going through. So welcome to America. On the way back, it's always grief. What did you buy? How long were you there? Open the trunk.
2: You know they give me. Let me see your... the
3: receipts. Making sure you didn't bring any freedom back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Smuggle a couple cans of freedom back over here. <laughs> <laughs> or so a fucking newspaper.
2: In uh, general, sorry. they give me a hard time, but. In their defense, they did catch me smuggling a lot of cigarettes when I was a kid. So, I mean, like, do they give me a hard time? Absolutely, they do. But the truth of the matter is they did catch me smuggling an entire trunk full of carton of cigarettes. So, you know, that did happen when I was 16, 17. I am 50 now. But the government, don't forget, baby.
1: Whatever you, smuggled them from? America back to Canada?
2: Yes. Yeah. Because there's no... So there cheaper
1: here? Yeah.
2: Uh, so I this is when I was 16 so I don't know that's like 35 years ago <laughs> or 33 years ago maybe I don't know it's a long time uh so back then buying a carton say in the states was like 15 bucks and buying one at home was 40 bucks so if you drove down and you brought back enough cartons that made it worthwhile. And I did it a few times and I never got caught with like five cartons, six cartons. And then I thought, Oh, I'll buy I'll just spend all my money on it. And I bought, I it worked out. I think it was like 28, 29 cartons. I, of course, that time got busted because that's the way life goes. And then I found it. If I'd had like 30 cartons, it was like a federal charge. And I would have gone to jail. (laughs) It's like, Holy shit. They're like, man, you really, that worked out great for you. You must've read the laws. I'm like, nah, it's just, Dumb, stupid luck that I only had that many. Months. If I'd had more money, I would have bought more cartons. Like wow. So, yeah, it was a money making scheme that didn't pan out for me. Much like having a landscaping company. <laughs> <sounds about> right. <laughs> the same.
3: I, I think this is only the second time we've ever had a guest who has a tilt rotator. We're oh, even really? right now. There's two non-tilt rotator guys and two That's, tilt yeah, rotator yeah. guys. Yeah,
0: yeah. So,
3: even well, no, we like, had Mark
0: um, from Green Monster on. So oh, Mark, yeah, he, so. We've only had tilt rotator guests. Oh yeah,
3: yeah. Except for the I coaching th- calls, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I did really like you posted the other day the rock bucket that you had, and you were picking up the um like Skeleton the blocks. Bucket? Uh,
1: yeah,
2: whatever. Just uh, scooping uh, up
1: pavers, old pavers. Yeah, and stuff. that
2: was sick. That was like. I'm I have to admit, I've become kind of like phased, like unfazed by tilt rotator videos in general anymore. But that one caught my eye. I was like, man, that bucket is fucking cool. That is really fucking sick. Because even if you were scooping sod and shit, you could like get the dirt out and you're not cutting as much bulk. Like it's just really sick bucket. I was like, that's cool, man. Yeah.
1: Never thought about it for sod, but we've been using it a bunch. Uh, we were doing rip rap too. And just dumping dumping the rip wrap in the mud and then you can just when you scoop it, you just shake it out and then your oh, yeah. riprap's back to clean oh, again.
3: Oh, that's good. Yeah. Right, yeah
2: that's, I, I looked at that, I was like, man, there's a lot of shit you could do with that. That's a fucking cool bucket. Yeah. Not that it inspired me. I, I'm at a point now where I like if I, I don't know if I can buy a tilt rotator because I you know, people would just be so disappointed in me as a person. <laughs> but I you know, I, I don't I have been since I was a small child the master of disappointing everyone around me. So maybe it would be okay. I don't know. Might be on maybe if that bucket that you had that actually inspired me to say maybe we should get one of these because I just feel like we would use that all the time. It's so you cool. Can just Put it
1: on a regular excavator too. It still uh, works the same.
2: It wouldn't spin though. It, spin. it wouldn't spin. <laughs> oh, but it's yeah. Well, it's, I, yeah. That's and, true. Uh,
1: this is a good excuse for you to get a rotator. Yeah, so you can get a skeleton bucket. I like I, it. I'll I'll support it.
2: Support, yeah. I think it would be a good I I don't know. It looked it just that one was really, I was like, man, that's fucking I like those like that's a cool bucket. Chad, you should get that bucket instead of the screening bucket for your 20 tub mm, I don't
3: right. know. I think they <laughs> do different things. Like <laughs> yeah, it's it's not the same. Uh, not, not quite the same, the same but uh it's I think like, so I want to pull the trigger on that bucket. But apparently the retailer in Canada is dog shit. Like they won't even help out whenever, like if something goes wrong with your bucket, they're like long gone. Wow. These that Alberta guys, good. they don't want, they won't pick up the phone. So what are you going to so, use that thing for? So I got like uh 10 or 15,000 yards at my shop ready to be screened. But the problem is if I screen it all at once, it's just going to go bad again. It's going to get clumpy. I can't use 15,000 yeah. yards. In one season right so i figured we park it on top of the pile and just green it as we go right into the truck that's the plan with the with the 20 ton excavator yeah yeah so you can do a yard in a minute or so it'll do 50 yards an hour so which Hmm. is good enough that sounds like worth it yeah to leave someone at the yard and just let them screen all day or whatever and yeah use what we need but uh i don't know still an The one we tried for the
1: nine or the eight ton excavator was a little bit too slow oh yeah it just like well it wasn't that the thing was slow just it just did yeah it would take 20 minutes to fill up a single axle truck it's just too slow
3: yeah that's too slow
1: it didn't make any sense to to you know, I'd rather just buy it and not pay a guy to sit there yeah. and screen it and put hours yeah. on the machine. For sure. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. If it's no good, I mean, someone's going to want it somewhere, I guess. Right. Yeah. Even if I lose, it wouldn't be the first time I lost money buying shit or trying to sell shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well,
2: I think on a bigger excavator, it
1: might be, especially if it's just a yard machine, you could probably make it work.
3: Yeah. The 20 tons sitting there anyway. So. It's not like it goes out on a landscape job all that often, so. Yeah.
2: The thing about it is, I guess that you'll be able to like, if you got a screening plant in and screened all fifteen thousand yards, by the time you get to some of it, it's going to be junk.
3: Yeah, it's going to be back to clumpy. Yeah, you got no good. Yeah, yeah that, you got a big old barn. Yeah, we don't have yeah. big enough structure for that. You know,
2: so. That's why that. So the people in Alberta don't give a fuck about you.
3: Apparently not no
2: no oh, that's because they got freedom in alberta
3: yeah but they, they don't have want freedom in ohio you. too and they i think that's the other company that sells those buckets but they won't ship to canada hmm. so yeah AD, they, ad seems like a really good company yeah yeah they're like oh give us a call if you have any questions and stuff i'm like wow up here they don't even give a shit like they don't want to sell it to you so
2: maybe you well, should he, inquire about starting a dealership in ontario yeah,
3: I thought You're about be the, the
2: distributor of the buckets. Yeah.
3: yeah, last time I tried to retail Chinese excavators, it didn't go all that well. So I don't think I get no, to try. No, we haven't
2: we, <laughs> haven't. we I think you haven't, need a shipping
1: crate from Sweden and just get a whole crate of them.
3: Yeah, yeah. Maybe oh,
2: do they come right from Sweden? Is that where they come from? I, I so, thought.
3: Though. I don't know where they come from. What
2: kind are you talking about, Jeremy?
1: um uh, the rotostar i think yeah yeah and everybody just rebrands it to whatever they're whatever they want yeah yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure they're swedish
2: really is that where you yeah, guys all went all the cool stuff comes out of sweden you guys went to sweden right yeah that's where you went yeah okay yeah i knew yeah. it was like a danish country with blonde women but i just couldn't <laughs> remember which one <laughs> <laughs> or a, 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 what do they call it a nordic country that's a country danish, yeah. danish yeah. is actually just <laughs> referring to an exact country so we'll go with nordic country um what did you eat there jeremy
1: oh i ate all kinds of weird stuff oh yeah uh, yeah and, and the best thing i sat next to andy every time we went out to dinner because he'll just eat see- French fries and chicken nuggets. And all, so, all the cool food he just handed over to me. So, I got, and all the plates were like that big anyway. So, I got oh, double.
0: Wow. <laughs> and he's eating like a child. We
1: had uh, oh, all kinds of stuff moose, all kinds of weird fish, blood bread. That was a wild one. Uh,
3: There's all kinds of crazy food. It was fun.
2: That That's looked me. like a fun, super fun trip.
3: It was. Yeah, it was really nice. Are they more efficient out there than they are here? Than we are here? I like think just so. as, yeah, as it civilization future. out there. It's really. Hmm. I uh... they they take construction like super seriously. Like every every move they make is like really
1: thought out. Oh, uh, wow. it, it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's like it's like going to the future in construction.
2: Hm. Yeah.
3: Is that why you decided to buy the Mavic? no that that's a french thing <laughs> it's a yeah Macalac, I it's I european still right like it's still uh-huh. it's european they're yeah yeah they're, they're also close over close. there in the future yeah yeah french in the future how's that Don't, thing run yeah
0: it's it runs
1: uh it's pretty badass i mean it's it's fast it's a 75 horse six ton excavator so it's it's got some balls and uh it tracks as fast as a skid steer. Oh, really? So just tracking around the job site, especially with, you know, swapping out attachments and grabbing the forks and moving pallets and stuff like that. It's, it works pretty great.
2: Would you so, buy like, it again? Cool
1: machine. What's that?
2: Would you buy it again? I know when you bought it, it was like something new, right? Like I remember yeah. the post about it and it was, I'm going to try this thing out and would you, would you buy it again?
1: I think so. Yeah. It's a, uh, so like, there's pros and cons to it. It's uh, a little bit bigger machine than like comparing it to like a KX57. Um, but it's got a ton of power, like on the jobs we're doing. We, a lot of times you don't have to use a skid steer so we could just bring that, um, the, it, it's really, really strong. It'll lift as much weight as our eight ton. If you keep it close oh. into the machine. Um, I like it. It, the only thing that's weird about it is digging, like grading and digging, is just odd, and it takes a little bit to get used to using that foot pedal. Um, but other than that, it's it's pretty sweet. So I still like a regular excavator, but that thing that thing's pretty handy.
2: That's cool. Oh, yeah, because I I've never like I mean I've seen them before. I just never knew anyone that actually had one. Yeah. So yeah. it seems like a unique concept. Like it would be.
1: It's awesome. Yeah, you can't it, buy money, it. Right? It took me longer to get used to that thing and using the foot pedal and the way that the boom configuration is and how it works than it took me to get used to using the NCON that tells you anything. Hmm. So it's just it's just a weird machine. This everything on it works a little bit different.
2: That's oh, it's from France. <laughs> yeah. A te- a tenth of our country it's is solid. We can tell like, you that it's a bit different.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much.
2: From as just on that, like, so my daughter's looking at universities, and some of them are like in Canada, and she was looking at some in Quebec, and I said, if you go to university in Quebec, you can fucking pay for it yourself. We will not be paying <laughs> for any education that takes place in Quebec. That was our. I was like, I don't, don't want to have to like, anyways. So it was yeah. I could see how it would be a bit different. Now we're gonna get you a ton of from people from Quebec. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do the French people not like the English speaking, or or is is it the opposite, or is it just Uh, a mutual?
3: It's just the French people don't like the English people. I I don't mind. My family's French, so
2: yeah, it doesn't. It's so one of the things that happened recently was uh, if you if you're from Ontario and you want to go to a Quebec university, you they treat you like a foreign student. And so you have to charge you like twice as much for tuition, even though you're Canadian, which is like bizarre. Yeah. It's totally. So in yeah. the, the universities in Quebec right now, their enrollment's down over 20% this year because yeah. people just don't want to pay the extra money. Like it's. Yeah. Why would you? But yeah. it's a, Well, that's why we were in the States trying to trying for her to maybe make a soccer team down here in the, down in the States. So.
1: Where's
2: she looking in the states? What schools? Uh the one, the five were from around Pennsylvania. The coach, okay. that she, the coach she got along with great was from Youngstown.
1: Oh yeah, Ohio.
2: In Ohio, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. that was one yeah. of them. I don't remember the other four, but that coach she got along with. So we emailed them, but yeah, she's, she's. I'm trying to convince her like you could go down there and maybe meet someone and get married and get it. Well, you don't really need an immigration card anymore, but let's say you did. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then she could just stay there, with you guys involved in freedom, and then she right. could wave, wave at and us, being warm, there. and <laughs> being warm. Yeah, like I'm like, fuck, you could like go somewhere where it's warm all the time. Why would you <laughs> want to fucking come back here?
1: <laughs>
2: That's bizarre choices of sixteen year olds. So, he doesn't understand what it's like to have the. You have a chance to get out. I never yeah. had a fucking chance. You have a chance to get out of here and be in a better place. Like fuck go but when you're 16 you don't understand oppression versus freedom
1: yeah you yeah. can't
2: understand it. it uh so
0: jeremy what do americans think of canadians <laughs>
1: uh, you guys are you guys all seem nice I don't, I don't, not, not, I have strong opinions uh, okay I don't. I don't think anybody's like. Man, I can't stand those Canadians up there. You guys don't make a whole lot of noise. We hardly even know you're there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I can see that.
2: There's only 30 million of us, so
1: yeah. It's a, it's, it's one. It's a your good neighbor to have upstairs. Yeah. A
2: good That's, tenant, good tenant. <laughs> doesn't make any noise. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take care of this land till we need it. <laughs> one day we're coming. One day we're coming for it. We'll let you know when. But, like, uh, <laughs> we'll let you know when we're coming uh, how how's your guys market where you are in terms you of know, like, like the, as far as like jobs and stuff yeah like projects. it art. seems
1: yeah um, I think it's pretty good I think it got a little bit slow in the middle of last summer like early last year but it kind of picked back up in fall and then um, this summer or this spring seems to be Pretty good, so um, yeah. It just depends. I think I think if you've got a good company, you've got good amounts of work. But uh, maybe some of the guys that didn't have that great a company might have been falling down a little bit. Um, it seems the interest rates are went are going down a little bit, so I think that's helping too. Like those those middle jobs, like the those kind of bread and butter, like forty to seventy five thousand dollar patio jobs. Those kind of dried up last year quite a bit. It seemed like to me. And th- the bigger jobs are still going on now. Hmm.
2: I was talking to we Mike and I were at an event today. Chad couldn't be bothered to come because he's too good for us. Yeah. Um it's also really far, but he uses that as a fucking excuse yeah. for everything. Yeah. Every event we go to the guy's like, I live five hours away. I'm like, stop crying. I didn't tell you to fucking live in Cornwall. Like um my,
3: my margins are better. We discussed this.
2: I know. I was just discussing <laughs> me moving to Cornwall. I'm gonna pick up my trucks and my bins and everything. We're just gonna go to fucking Cornwall. Um. So I was talking to a couple guys today, and Mike was there when we were talking about it, and we were talking about how for like the last three years, no one's had to hustle to get work. Like you could just email out ridiculously stupid quotes, and people would be like, "Yeah, go ahead. Please take this money." and I feel like maybe I've become like the last three or four months. I'm like, don't get out of bed. I used to just like bounce out of bed, be ready to fucking go. And the last three or four months I've sort of been dogging it. And these, the two guys we were talking to, they were having the same experience. And we, the three of us concluded that maybe because it was just so fucking easy, we weren't motivated anymore. And there wasn't the same rush as being able to close that sale. So I'm sort of like looking forward to in the spring of like maybe beating some people and getting some jobs and maybe I'll be more motivated or something. Like, I feel like on my part, I got just sort of lulled into this unmotivated blob, I guess, of not, (laughs) I don't know. I just, you, did you, do you guys find that all like those three years where you didn't have, like, I don't know what it was like where you are, Jimmy, like where we are, like, I didn't have to do anything for three years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's still it was still hard like i don't know i still like lost jobs here and there but it's it's always it seems like you always have to hustle no matter how easy it is i guess or easy, like even 2020 and 21 i don't know it it's it's just it's all work i guess but
2: where are you based yeah, it,
1: it's it's definitely it last summer was definitely seemed a little bit harder like you had to really Fight a little bit, a little bit more.
2: Where are you based out of?
1: Dayton, Ohio. So you've
2: ever south. met the Have you ever met the best landscaper in Ohio?
1: I've heard of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's the- I'm I'm a an hour and a half west of beautiful Fairfield County. Okay, if that tells you anything.
2: So, do you think that you and Caleb could take on the best landscaper in Ohio?
1: I thought Caleb was the best landscaper. Oh in Ohio.
2: no, we, we had the best landscaper in Ohio on our show.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that, okay, that kid. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that.
2: <laughs> Caleb would never come on this show. Come on. <laughs> what? He's not been I'm on. Just, I'm just joking. No, he's never been on. No. We did we did have a feature for almost a year called Caleb's Corner, where we offered out some kind of actual value in honor of Caleb. Right. Oh, Value oriented. I'm i I'm,
1: I'm a fan. I, I listen. Okay. I've, I've, I've heard Caleb's corner.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, yeah. he's never been on though. Have you, he, have you
1: asked Caleb to come on?
0: We're we're saving Caleb for an in person meeting. Oh, okay. we got a lot
2: to get through. Uh, he's supposed to badger me. I'm supposed to be on his oh, show, right. and he's supposed to badger me because. When he had uh, the kid from CMG on, he said that he doesn't have guests on that he'll badger unless they ask him to be badgered. So I asked him to badger me. He hasn't come through with it yet. I said, "Give me your best shot. Badger me. Treat me like garbage. <laughs> ask me horrible questions. Like, let's go for it." And he, uh, I mean, yeah. we haven't we haven't put it together yet, but he has a busy winner. Like you guys have a busy winner. So um, we asked Andy this when he was on, so we'll have to ask you. Are you intimidated that the Oppression Summit will one day take over for, from Hardscape Mastery and we will take all your clients?
1: I can't wait. I, I I'm, can't. I'm really excited. Oh, am I intimidated now?
2: Are you, are you intimidated that I think, one day? I think,
1: I think you guys are offering a lot of low-key value. And uh, low key value. Think, yeah, it's, it's just low you got to dig value. a little bit, it's, it's but you'll still find there. it. You act like you're not offering any value, but it's there's low key value here.
2: Low, and yeah. I'd sign
1: up. I'll, I'll take your class.
2: The oppression summit. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna hold it at Chad's building a yeah. carport with no sides on it. So we're gonna hold it I'll there. Bring you
1: a whole trunk full of cigarettes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Like the border, you.
1: don't <laughs> check my Trump.
2: The best part of the cigarette story is: Have I ever talked about this before on this podcast? The cigarette. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. The best part of the cigarette story is that my dad used that license plate for like five more years, and he kept getting searched at the border. <laughs> come back every time and be be like, "Oh fuck!" Like my fucking. <laughs> How did they, I don't get why they rip the car apart every time I cross the water. I don't know, bro. I don't know what's going on. Fuck. Like, like, <laughs> game license plate. So,
0: Jeremy, have you ever been to a Blue, Blue Jackets game? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah?
0: yeah. Oh, a Blue Jackets fan? I'm a fan? hockey
1: player. I, did, you guys, I know you guys I, big hockey guys, too. Yeah.
0: yeah. I've seen a couple yeah. of your stories lacing them up. Oh,
1: yeah. 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 yeah so I are you skate, a Blue Jackets yeah. fan, or...? Yeah, uh a little bit. Not, I don't really watch a whole lot. I've been watching lately cuz I found out I can watch hockey on Hulu. Um uh-huh. Uh-huh. but I'm a I like that Bedard kid. That guy's pretty good and oh, you're a uh, Chicago fan. Mick David. I like I like watching like specific players. I don't really
2: have a team, I guess. Gotcha. But... Have you ever sat near the cannon? Uh no, I wasn't close to the cannon. That I walked behind like it, would... it,
1: like in the corridor.
2: Yeah, it seems like it would be super loud there.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's loud. It's a sweet little arena. It's a fun place
2: to go.
0: Last time I've been to idea. a Leaf game, I got kicked out.
2: What, what for? I <laughs> can't fathom you getting kicked out of anywhere.
0: No? no it was what... me me and three buddies, and it was my buddy's um, companies that he worked for uh, Seasons Tickets. And they're nine rows up, so they're like really good seats. And it was his favorite team, Detroit, against Toronto. And uh, I guess we just got too rowdy because it's all suits, like in Toronto. It's all like everybody wanted to be proper. Nobody was cheering around us, and we were just going nuts. And eventually, okay. the usher came down and said, "You guys had to leave." And we said, "Why?" <laughs> and then he brought a he brought a police officer and escorted us out the building. No really? warning, no. like hey,
1: settle down a little yeah. bit. So, just, we got we got, warnings, but, we got two
0: warnings, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess <laughs> I skipped that part. But the truth comes <laughs> out. Yeah, the truth comes out. Two warnings, but we're just cheering. Like it wasn't that bad. I
1: mean, the, our, the Leafs games are pretty rowdy, aren't they?
0: No, no, because it, it's all it's all season it's all corporate season ticket holders, especially oh, wow. in like the lower ro- rows. So I guess we're just too much for the meetings that were going on.
2: Hmm. Seasons like tickets at the leaf like well I went to um we went to the second round playoffs last year like there's four four of us yeah. month, and we sat against the wall at the top of the, the the top of the arena like this is as far back as you could go and the tickets were twelve hundred bucks each
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, I mean what? we were we were against the wall and it, it was twelve hundred bucks yeah and of course the people I'm with. One guy bought the tickets for the first round. One guy bought the tickets for the second round. They're like, "Yeah, you can buy the tickets for the third round." I'm like, "You fucking it." I was watching that game. Like, man, I hope they win, but I kind of hope they don't because, like, <laughs> what am I going to be in here? Like, seven thousand five hundred bucks to go to this fucking game. Like, holy shit! It, yeah, it's crazy. The bottom rows of the Leafs are all just corporate tickets. They're not. Yeah, there's no nice. Uh, there's no f- actual fans down there there's no one actually right. like, half the bowl is empty for the game they're all in the bar underneath the underneath the seats there's a big bar right. in. yeah they don't even uh you know what position do you play are you a goalie
1: no I play uh usually well I used I grew up playing winger I grew I play defense now like just mentally usually I just play D um just to just to keep the scoring low a little bit
2: get the extra ice time because there's only four
1: yeah, yeah you know that. <laughs> that's, the
2: <laughs> that's the real deal that's right the real deal yeah. mike and i are both goalies so
3: yeah i knew that chad don't... You
2: don't...
1: do you play chad no
3: no never never hey, i can barely skate did you play you i probably... so you kid? could
1: probably skate in your backyard all winter
3: long too yeah probably and You don't even pull that we... way yeah. yeah no it's <laughs> not for me I used to ride motorcycles and skateboard and all that stuff, yeah. but never organized sports.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hockey's hockey's fun.
0: I love it. We, so uh, when we, we come down, to, uh, we'll go see a
2: blue jackets game.
1: Yeah, I'll rip some clappers at you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll bring our equipment, bring our equipment down. Yeah, I, let's go. <laughs> I actually haven't played in uh, last year. I played this year. I didn't my hips like super fucked up. And uh, last year I played this year. I didn't. So maybe next year I'm trying to do like a year of recovery and see if I don't play for a year. If I, although I'm adding a lot of gut by not doing anything. So the hip might be, fixed, (laughs) but then the gut will exist. So it's kind of a toss up. It's a hard, it's I'm not good at being in the middle. So I'm not a middle of the road guy. It, uh, yeah, well,
1: I'm just American, so I won't shoot that hard. Yeah, so, you'll be all right.
2: <laughs> That's I <not>, You <laughs> here. now the American, like the American teams, are on par. Yeah. Yeah.
0: American goaltending is way better than Canadian goaltending.
2: That's true. It really? Is. I know oh, I was yeah. looking at the projected Olympic goalies, and one of them was Jordan Binnington. I know. Yeah. I'm like, What the fuck? <laughs> We're screwed. I, this guy, <laughs> this guy, like he can be the best goalie in the league for like a five game stretch, but I don't know if I want to pin the Olympic hopes on that guy. Like it just I was like, wow, man, Canadian goaltending has gone down the shitter if that's like our guy, Jordan Binnington. Like, holy fuck, man. But, uh i i think you guys you're well the other thing that you know you guys have over us right now is your 2018 junior team managed to not gang rape women so that's something too like you know you guys can take that to the bed like you're the kids figured out how to go and play and not gang rape women because we couldn't figure that out as a country oh, geez. we couldn't figure out how to do yeah. that yeah, all those guys are off their teams now or whatever, and they're being, anyways, whatever. Like, oh, that's like, crazy. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I think the I don't state know of anything West, about that. I think the state of U.S. hockey is. Oh, yeah, are you. So that's not. I guess it's probably not news in the U.S.
0: Yeah, it's news up here. But yeah, here, I don't
2: know. Here it's I'm not big sure news. What that deal is? The Flyers goalie is one of them, Carter Hart. He's. Huh. Oh, uh really? he's, And then there's two guys on the Devils. One guy on the Senators, I think. Anyways, whatever. They're. It was something that oh, happened. So their
1: current NHL players, yeah. and it's all coming out now. Like, yeah, when okay. it, that's crazy. Hockey yeah.
2: Canada paid off uh, 3.5 million Ooh. to keep it quiet, and then the cops arrest. Anyways, it's a bullshit show. Oh, man. But the US, I legit, I think you guys have better programs now.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: You got that's I, crazy. It's cr- you know, like we because we were just recently in the US. The like we went to the soccer dome or whatever where they're having the ID camp. And even the level of um the level of the sports facilities compared to here is ridiculous. Like it's so much better in the US. Like Paisley went to uh University of Western, which is a big university in Canada. It's like a full stop university. Eh, guys like that's a big well known university Western. They don't have a dome. Their soccer team practices outside in fucking February. It's like <laughs> two feet of snow,
3: isn't
2: it? <laughs> they shovel the field. They That's shovel the crazy. field. That's and the just...
3: warm-up. They gotta shovel the field. Yeah.
2: <laughs> She's I have video of her because I made a video and it's like January 8th. that we're in the fucking stadium at Western doing fucking soccer ID camps because they have no indoor facilities there. Like this is not that's a crazy. this is a big university. Like, this is a big time place. This is like some shithole place. Like, I was like yeah, it's Canada, here? man. You
1: got it's cold, oh,
2: it's fucking freezing. <laughs> I'm standing in the stands <laughs> watching her, going, "This is." I said to her, "You got to if you get offered a spot here, you got to consider the fact that they don't have they practice outside. Like that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the most miserable
1: four years of your life.
2: Yeah, exactly. This is fucking crazy. But like." Oh, down in down the, st- like, we, we, there was a hockey rink at the facility, and I went in just to use the bat. It's fucking beautiful. One of the best laid out rinks I've ever been in in my life. I was like, wow. Fucking living in Erie. Pretty decent rinks.
1: Now, now, the big thing is like Florida. There's a bunch of ho- like good hockey down in Florida, which is nuts. Yeah. yeah. Arizona, too.
2: Uh, well, Matthews, right? I guess he uh, he came from Arizona, so that's probably California has some teams too. I think like uh, some players from there coming in non traditional hockey markets.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's like the Snowbirds or something that are making it happen down there. Interesting. I think like when when I was in college, I played like ACHA, which is like club level hockey like not it wasn't ncaa but acha and like the best teams in our acha were like south florida so these guys would go from like detroit and canada and stuff and go down there and play hockey and you know party and be warm and play hockey It <laughs> yeah, not like an awesome warm. time it's like you guys are smart
2: <laughs> smarter than us so i guess you don't like do you guys get enough snow where you are to plow snow or you don't do that or
1: um, yeah, we do, but like it just melts the next day. So it's not even, I don't, it's, it hardly snows here. It used to snow a lot. Um, but anymore, it's just like, we might get a couple, like three inch storms, maybe a six inch or here and there, but I don't, I don't see like any reason to get into that snowmo snow plowing business.
2: Yeah. It's probably not too, <laughs> it's probably as lucrative as it has been this year here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, maybe you get the contracts that hey whether you do it or not, that would probably be good, but I have I have no interest in doing that stuff. I like to sleep and not go out in the middle <laughs> like of the night and, and have to wash salt off my trucks every five minutes. yeah I hate that.
2: How's the new building?
1: Yeah, it's coming along. We got uh plumbing roughed in yesterday. Um can do some more under slab stuff this next week with electrical and a water line, and then uh, we're ready to pour some concrete and uh, start finishing off the interior. So it'll hopefully be in there by like May or June.
2: So are you going to move the whole shop there?
1: Yeah, yeah. That that's our new like our new shop property, or shop facility. So yeah, it's it's. I'm pretty excited. It's going to be nice.
2: Yeah, it looks like a beautiful building.
1: Yeah. yeah. What
2: size, you know, in Caleb tradition, what size is it?
1: <laughs> it's like half the size <laughs> of Caleb's, but okay. <laughs> it's a it's 100 by 40 of warehouse space and then a 20 by 50 lean-to for office space. So a couple offices, a little break room, bathroom off to the side, and then that 100 by 40 will be fully open, but it's 18-foot ceiling in there. Um, mm-hmm. Nice tall. And then I'm getting it all, uh, getting the metal on the inside and everything. Yeah. So it'll be all finished off in the, in the warehouse, which I'm excited about. Nice. Where we're at now is just dirty, nasty, dusty. and You can't keep it clean. And then now we have some yard space, too. Um, so we'll be able to keep the equipment out of the shop I want to park it inside the shop and drag mud in every night so hopefully we can keep it less dusty that's the idea
2: so you'll probably have like aggregate storage and such
1: yeah yeah we built we built our block bins already we just got to pour the slab but um yeah we'll have like uh 57s and nines and um mulch and all that kind of stuff river rock and then um, a debris pile in there. And I'm pouring a big concrete slab. So it'll... Ex- My idea is like the concrete will extend out like 30 feet from uh, the edge of the block bin So like when the trucks and the Bobcat can spin on the concrete, you can clean it off real easy. You're not in that gravel right off the edge of it. So I think that'll be nice. And then the rest of the lot just be gravel for now.
2: That's a good idea. Yeah. So... Because you're on here with us, you have to tell at least one. You have to, at a minimum, for a three-minute stretch, if you're going to come on this podcast, shit-talk some kind of polysand and talk about some kind of polysand incident that happened. You don't need to have any specific Only three minutes? Not, well, no, you, can, you, are welcome. you are welcome to use up all your time on it, but there is a three-minute minimum to shit-talking polysand. On this I project, hate, so
1: I hate poly sand. I just hate all of it. I don't care what it is. Um, it all sucks. I don't like it. I don't even use it anymore.
2: I use you, that wet so sand. You, yeah, yeah,
3: that resin
1: or I, I literally every single job we won't do the paper unless we can use that wet sand. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Unless it's like travertine, and there's really no joint, anyways. Because yeah. that stuff won't go in those joints very easily. Yeah, but yeah, I hate poly It's horrible. It's it's the worst product ever invented. It's the biggest scam in hardscape history.
2: Across you and moment. I, I to, today <laughs> that might I be do, the
0: episode title:
2: biggest scam <laughs> in hardscape like history. Oh, that's gonna be the <laughs> yeah. <title>. That's <laughs> great. That's the fucking episode today. We were at um this event. Mike and I, and there was pads of paper from one of the poly sand manufacturers, and on the bottom of it, it said, "New formula now haze free." I'm like, "Isn't like fucking 1992? Like what <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Like that's where you're at now. Like you're the product is so fucked up. You're advertising something that was existing ten years ago, supposedly." Or that right. was a lie 10 years ago and now it's true. I was like, wow, like I was like, you people just give us material. But I look at that shit and say, <laughs> We we did the same thing, uh not not last year, the year before we started, because I did a cost analysis. Don't tell anyone that I did that. And anyone who's listening, I didn't actually do that, but we did a cost I did a cost analysis. And if one job I know that sand is more expensive and it's more time consuming to put in. Right. I know that. Yeah. But if one job fucked up on us, that's more expensive than using that sand on every job for the whole year. Oh yeah. Just just having to go back to one fucked up job and redo it costs more than the increase of the other sand for the whole fucking year. Like it just. Yep. Yeah.
1: And my stress level has decreased probably 50% from switching the, Hmm. Wet sand. I mean, it's there's like the old. There's two things that you get callbacks from when you do patios. It's the sand and it's the grass. So you do the the wet sand, and you never get a callback for that anymore. And then you just saw it, and you don't get a callback for that. That's so. That's those are the two things that we switch, and now we just never get callbacks anymore. Yeah, I knock on wood.
2: We have a, a one of the municipalities in uh, our area where you're not allowed to dump anything on the road ever. They get super lit. So this was like, this started like 15 years ago. I started just telling every client, we're going to sod your whole fucking front lawn. And I just started including it and it just made life so much easier. It was like, all of a sudden I didn't get called back over the grass seed that didn't really take at the side of the house or the bull. It just was like, okay, we're done with this bullshit. We're just going to sod the whole fucking front lawn because it's just, that's what
1: we do. That's we just, Trash the yard. Don't worry about it. We're gonna sod the whole thing on our way out, and then, and then it's it's super easy just to throw down sod. I mean, we're much- just rolling out the mats, or even if you did like straw bales, and then just blows all over the neighbor's yard and all over your nice patio, and then it <laughs> rains and washes mud all over the place. It's just a nightmare. So, it's for a couple hundred bucks, you can buy a pallet of sod and be done with it.
2: In terms of saying like. When you make the decision to just say, I'm going to trash the sod and replace it, as opposed to trying to stay on the mats or go around or how like the freedom to just go where you need to go and trash what you need to trash versus all the time you take trying to save 200 bucks worth of sod. Like how much more efficient do you think it makes you just to say, I don't give a fuck about 200 bucks worth of sod. I'm just going to go for it.
1: Oh, yeah. Those, those jobs where you have to go in and be all surgical and save the sod and all that kind of stuff. Like you spend two or three times the amount of time dealing with that. It's, it makes a huge difference in labor.
2: I agree. I think it's a big,
1: it's a like, definitely pro- a better value for the client and we just knock it out and get out of their hair and be done with it.
2: And every client loves new grass. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've never sodded a front lawn in thirty five years, or sodded something where someone came to me and was like, "Man, I wish I had my old shitty grass."
1: <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I and, wish. And the other thing is, like, when you're done with the job, it looks awesome, and you can That's take awesome. pictures of it, and you don't have to like yeah. wait until the grass comes in three months later, and then you come back, and then the grass looks shitty because they didn't water it or fertilize it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's way better just to sod. Do the wet sand and saw it. And uh this can be Caleb's corner.
2: This <laughs> is <laughs> Jeremy's Caleb's corner is sod the fucking yeah. shit and use the wet sand. And uh what sh- do you have a wet sand you prefer or?
1: Um oh shoot, why can't I think the name of it? Um what are what are my
0: options? No storm, uh nitro, easy joint. Romex We
2: use no, Romex. Like we one. use we use Romex Ecofine. That's the one we use. Okay
1: It's like a, shoot It's a short no what is it SEK maybe I
3: can't think of it wetlock.
1: Yeah, I think it's SEK wetlock.
3: Oh, okay
2: yeah it's,
1: it's a little bit finer than the nitro. So we did use the nitro, but then we switched to this because it's finer. So it'll get into smaller joints easier.
2: That's why we started using two reasons. One was like the guy who owns our supply yard is like one of my best friends. Where we, And I don't know if he had a lot of this shit or something or what the story was, but he was just on me about trying this Romex stuff. He was bucket on me every day. Uh, and then we tried it. And because it's finer, that's why we, it just went in nicer. It just like yeah. it was easier to get. It's this whole thing's a pain in the ass, but it went in nicer.
3: Do you still have yeah, to go around a joint style easier? Yeah. Do you still have to point all the joints with that other shit? Like I feel like nitro, you got to go around and point all your joints, yeah. otherwise yeah, it just doesn't I, look right.
1: I'm a big like advocate of that. Like we try to. If we, do, if we finished like sanding it uh, in the afternoon, I want to make sure like that first thing the next morning, it's like just hard enough, but it's not too yeah. soft and you can go around and tool it. Yeah. But but what's nice is like, if you do that, you can get the joint like perfectly at the chamfer on all the pavers and it looks awesome. If you don't do that, it looks sloppy. And if yeah. you wait too long to go do that, uh, like we've, it's been like a hot day and we forgot to do it and like <laughs> oh crap at the end of the day or whatever like oh we'll do it in the morning and you're out there just scrubbing that thing for like hours it's so yeah. miserable yeah uh yeah you definitely gotta tool it i think i think that's a big yeah. deal yeah
2: i feel like whoever comes up with a solution that's not washing shit in and not sand for these jo- like will be a fucking multi-millionaire
0: Jeremy, yeah. at one point, didn't you start doing jointing sand and then using a joint stabilizing sealer? Yeah, I tried that too
1: um and that that's kind of like there there's some pavers that kind of need to breathe it seems like, and it's just like it, it seems like all the situations for that are different and that's a whole that's the whole thing with like poly sand too is you've got uh, you remember the days of like watching the weather and making sure like Oh man, it's it's gonna be just the right temperatures, and then it's not gonna rain till the next day. Like you get into all that, and even worse with doing the joint stabilizing. So uh, that we we got over that real quick. Gotcha. We actually, I bought a whole pallet of like just regular sand that wasn't um, wasn't poly sand, just like regular joint sand, and we just took that out to the job today because we're using it to mix up with mortar because it's been sitting in my shop for like three years. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're over that gotcha Uh, yeah man Um, the wet sand's the way to go dealing with that was such a nightmare with poly sand like you'd be done with the job but you couldn't finish it because of the poly sand and we do all these jobs like up until christmas and then we come back in the spring after the nighttime like around april or may and then you got ten jobs to go back and sand, and then people have been walking on them all winter long, so they're all dirty, nasty, and they all the pavers are tipped. So you got days of just lifting pavers and cleaning, and that was a nightmare.
0: Or it's so fall and it's away, wet, and then the leaves fall into the cracks, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, miserable.
2: Yeah, we had the same yeah. like with driveways. If we like, I just say to people in the fall, like, I'm not doing this because if I can't get the sand in, you can't park on your driveway for the whole fucking winter. Right. Like you just, you can't drive on it. It, All this stuff's going to shift. The sand is a vital part of the, whatever you put in the joints is a vital part of this operation. So if I can't get it in, like I, like, I don't know. It was, I probably five years ago, we did this driveway that was squadra and it's like all these fans, like fish scales. And there's like 27,000 squadras in the driveway and we're looking at it and it's like starting to snow and like the first week of november and i'm like motherfucker like we can't leave this. like we spent like i don't know a thousand bucks on propane fucking drying a hundred square feet of it and putting the sand in and drying a hundred square feet of it and putting the sand in. and oh, it worked like i mean, well the warranty's gone so i didn't even need to fucking knock on wood i hopefully the guy sold the fucking house um, <laughs> Hey, that's the truth at the completion of every job in the hardscaping world. When you finish every job, your greatest hope is a for sale sign the next day on the front fucking lawn. Absolutely. That yeah. is, <laughs> that is the absolute dream of every hardscape contractor. You finish a job, you walk away, you get paid. Everyone is happy as fuck. And then the next day that for sale sign goes clunk in the middle of the front fucking lawn. You know, can't beat And then, you and then, then beat they shoot you a field.
1: text. They're like, "Man, my house sold in day because of your beautiful work. You want to do the <laughs> <Yeah>. next house?" <laughs> yeah.
2: That warranty is non-transferable, motherfucker. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> it's non-transferable. Like it. Um. Yeah, it just that driveway. I remember it just being like this epic. Like I was so worried. I had so much anxiety. I'm like, man, this was so much work to build this fucking driveway, and it's if we don't get it sanded, it's all gonna be fucked. It just. And to the credit of the sand, it actually worked there. So, although the rep came out and did it with us, because I've been post, I've been posting the driveway. So, up. So
1: he did it the right way, is what you're saying. Uh, that's I, <laughs> I know that's guys. Why it
2: oh, I know guys that have done it with the he double he pre compacted the stones. If you don't pre compact, did you know if you don't pre compact your stones, the poly sand will haze sometimes.
1: Is that how it works? Yeah. Interesting. I can see see how that would happen.
2: Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, (laughs) obviously. You don't freak him back. You're risking a heavy hazing session of the poly... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when that shit first came out. Like, when it very, very first came out, we would just slam it into patios and, like, fucking wet the shit out of it. No one read the instructions. And I honestly... (laughs) So I actually had this debate with someone. I honestly don't remember anyone ever giving me a hard fucking time about it when it first. The first five six years we used it, it wasn't this big issue. And I was talking to someone, and they said, "You know, when this shit became an issue, when people when the paver companies started making wide joints, if you're doing like a four by eight Holland pad or driveway, the joints in the stone are so fucking small, no one even knows if the poly sand is in there." Never mind if it's working, like, yeah. it's, but once you start getting to the bigger, wider, like quarter inch or whatever it is, like, that's when people started to get lit about the whole thing. And that, like, when we started getting pavers, like, like here, a paver I would remember in Chad probably would too, is like Permacon Trafalgar, which would have been like a Belgard Belgard paver, probably in the States. Like that had that was the first one I remember with a wide joint that started to become a shit show for me. Again, it was a totally it was it wasn't tumbled and because like the tumbled pavers that we used to lay, you there's no bumpers on them. You can't even get sand in the motherfucking things. So you're yeah, just yeah. like one bag does three thousand square feet, brush that <laughs> around. Like because <laughs> right. if there's no bumper on it, you can't like other than when you tamp it, you can vibrate some into it, but there was no big space in any of the pavers. So it was never this big fucking issue it is now. Yeah, mostly no,
1: that's- Mostly That's for sure the case.
2: We should launch a campaign. Bring back tiny thin fucking joints on everything.
1: Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Tumble. I'm. Let's bring back tumbled pavers.
2: Yes. <laughs> Do you tumble know why? Webcast. You know why that will never come back? Because it's a two stage process. So yeah. the companies will never promote it again. Because right. everything they make right now is a one stage uh, in the machine on the skid there's no way like there's very little waste there's not the tumbled paver thing they're still beautiful if you lay them right today like they still look great but no company's ever going to promote it again it's never going to be on someone's front of their catalog because it's a stu- two-stage process i say that yeah. potentially having worked for a paver manufacturer <laughs> potentially Thanks. maybe having worked for a paper manufacturer and possibly been in fucking meetings about it. I just know no. that never happened. I never, yeah, I just, it's because it's two stage process and there's so much crap to throw away. Like there's so much, so it gets broken or like no one's ever going to promote it again. It's never going to be a yeah. thing. I think it looks sick. Yeah. It still looks great. And
1: then, and then you get like the, some, some of the manufacturers are like overly tumbled, and then the clients would be all pissed off, like, "Oh, these are yeah. chipped!" And like, "It's tumbled."
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I guess man. that was a Those whole are the old, good yeah. Old days. I guess yeah. I didn't really thought about that problem until you brought it up in a long time. These are yeah. too chipped. We would lay yeah. in the patio, and then we would have people come home from work or wherever they were doing, um, and we would say, "Okay, just put tape on any that you don't like." Oh, before that's slippery yeah. slope yeah <laughs> <laughs> hey, i'll tell you what it's better than sanding that bitch and then trying to pull them out later true if i got a choice yeah. oh, because yeah, you, a you can't even clean up the sand from in between that shit <laughs> that shit's like yeah. fucking compacted in there yeah you know the only good thing well i guess back then we were probably using concrete edging because we used concrete edging then we went to plastic edging then we went aluminum edging was the best and now we're back to concrete edging which I actually do other than, you know, that crazy hybrid edging that, uh, but you got to have a chain to test that shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, not I don't want to go down that train, but, but um, dude, are you, you do a lot like the new pavers at the one I was at were small. Remember Mike, where we were at um, con perm. A lot of the new pavers were smaller now. Like maybe they're bringing that back.
0: Yeah, or different shapes, like those
3: new, like trapezoid, tall, long ones.
2: Yeah, they were weird oh. shapes. Yeah, I'm
3: gonna have to throw out all my suction equipment. We're yeah, going back to little. No, well, they do big pavers.
2: Have you seen any of those weird trapezoid shaped ones? Is it a trapezoid uh... or what is that? No, it's like a
0: it's like a a triangle, but the top is cut off. So I don't know what shape that is. Triangle, but the top triangle, is, the top is yeah. cut off. So it's got four sides. It's just, what shape is that? You guys see this? Come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wall, I think man. it's a
3: trapezoid.
2: Yeah. That, we, that was one of the new ones. You're right. was weird shapes. Yeah. And I, they have yeah, one now. A
3: trapezoid. That's a trapezoid? That's a trapezoid.
0: You were right, <laughs> Mike. I thought a trapezoid was like this.
2: You're smarter than you thought.
3: Can you see that? No, no, No. it's blurred. (laughs) It's blurred as fuck. Forget it. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, okay. So uh, yeah, it's a trapezoid. Cool. It's
2: a. They had it as an like straight on one side though, and then angled on the other. Yeah,
3: it's kind of funky.
2: It's a funky, weird shape.
3: Yeah. Is any of this stuff really better than the fucking like keystone from twenty years ago, or like the zenith brick? It's all the same shit. Just. You're Keys- using different shapes this time.
2: Keystone fucking sucked.
3: Yeah, but so does triangle
2: paver and all this other well, shit. Well, I don't know the I, the triangle like, ones. It's the keystone, the, same. the keystone one sucked ass because when the mold got old, it touches on so many sides. Yeah, yeah. so it was easy to get it all fucked up. Like I don't, I don't. You, you might have laid. I don't know how much you guys laid of it. I come from a generation where that was the fancy paver, so like, <laughs> that was a good one. If you can afford the key lock in rustic red, you're in good fucking shape. People in the neighborhood, if you have got key lock in rustic red, people in the, with a gray, a charcoal gray border, not a natural gray border, people know you're rich as fuck. That's the generation I come from. So that stuff, when the mold got old, it's like that little octagon plus the tab. It's touching on like. Eight sides for every paver. So if one side is bowed, the whole thing gets fucked. It's actually it was it's the only thing I remember about it was, it was yeah.
3: I uh, like I don't claim to think they're great or anything. Like these days, we only relay them in the last four feet of someone's driveway where yeah they redid the fucking sidewalk and shit. And you're always cutting out the bottom fucking row and putting regular four by eights anyway.
2: Yeah, right.
3: But yeah, so stigmatic- am I going to be doing the same thing with the fucking triangle paver? probably 10 years from now yeah
2: yeah well it was interesting where they're like you could only make slabs so what's the biggest slab you guys have jeremy or the biggest slab that you regularly use
1: let's see it's the the unilock one is like they made it massive i mean it might be close to actually like 24 by 36 it's it's ridiculous but I, i i i don't remember who told me maybe the rep they're going back to the smaller size
0: again. The Techno wow.
1: block one is like 19 by 32 ish. I think Yeah, that's that's the one we use a lot. Is um,
2: that a, have you ever dropped one in a pool yet?
1: Not yet, man. Yeah. I've slung them over some pools, but we always make sure that thing's full of gas before we <laughs> go over the pool. <laughs> it's sketchy.
2: Do you have uh, a, 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 one of those jibs for your excavators?
1: Yeah, well yeah, on on both, yeah, we made uh, jibs for each one. They're like maybe ten or twelve feet long, something like that. That's sick. I That's always awesome. Yeah, we do the whole patio without I mean yeah, you don't have to lift anything and just
2: what have of set the, them in place. One of the things I always notice, like for all you like all you guys in the States is that we like where I'm from. We don't have these, like, one-acre lots or whatever. Like, every house <laughs> is, like, fucking squashed, 36-inch access, trying to squeeze through. Like, we don't have that big. Ba- like, I just, that may exist somewhere in Canada. It doesn't- Where I am. <laughs> yeah, Cornwall's got that. <laughs> you have an MT, though. Yeah, just
3: because the guys are less likely to hit shit with that than they would any full-size kids here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like the amount of places I go where we're thirty, like thirty-six inch E twenty and the thirty-six inch buggy are like the in and out. That's the same. Si- like you have that big buggy, Jeremy, which I think is awesome. Yeah. But I would, I would, it would literally never leave my yard. Yeah. Not because not because I don't. I think it's sick, but because we don't ever work anywhere that it would fit. <laughs> like so it's just we only
1: we only use that when we can't back a quad axle into the backyard. So that's that's really for tight access, and we have to buggy it from the street.
2: <laughs> yeah, when you have shitty access, you still have a six-foot-wide <laughs> fucking buggy. Like yeah. where we dug a pool last year with like uh, the Toro buggies, the whatever they're like. Yeah, we wow. We do, oh, we do that all. Like we do, people do that all the time. Like we obviously we haul a lot of dirt for people digging pools. Like that's just where we are, where we live, and I yeah. I constantly watch like your videos and Andy's videos and Caleb. And I'm like, where are these motherfuckers living? Like wh- this place does not exist anywhere near me because even here in rural communities, we all live touching and there's just a lot of land around the houses outside the little touching houses. Like it just, I don't
1: remember. <laughs> they, no- they put them together to keep you guys warm.
2: Probably. <laughs> yeah. It's easier to oppress us in small grouping yeah, right. or something. I, I don't I don't think legit we've done a backyard where we could get our T595 into the backyard in 4 years. Are you kidding me? Wow. Yeah. That's miserable. So. Wow. It's, it's just normal life here. That's it's miserable. Like, <laughs> it's I've I would bet like the jobs that I go on, I'm like, man, that's pretty good fucking access. You would go and like, I don't have any interest in doing this job. I'll see you later. Right. <laughs> like, like I, I just, I think it's, it's wild to me whenever you guys are doing all that, st- because like the gym boom, that's on the excavator. If it was on an excavator you, where I work most of the time, it would be in the neighbor's yard laying pavers. Like <laughs> I, need, I need, to. Hey, we're back <laughs> because Mike' computer ran out of space mid. What were we talking about when that happened, Mike?
1: I don't remember. We we're slinging slabs in the neighbor's. Oh
2: yard. yeah, we we're putting <laughs> the slabs in. There, like seriously, I where we work, like we would legit be. What's the smallest pool? Have you have you ever done a pool? where you were limited to the size of the pool by the size of the yard. I don't remember ever. I don't remember ever seeing you do a job where you were like, Hey bro, your pool can only be 14 by 20. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, that's generally not the case The only sometimes the leech fields get us, but
2: Oh, you know, yeah, Yeah. that's That's the, that's the only
1: thing that we contend with is they put the leech field too close to the house or something like that. But do you dig? Usually, would I you, mean, it's there's. I mean, we have like city lots around here too. There's different neighborhoods. It's just I always end up for some reason in these good access jobs. I don't know why.
2: It's probably your marketing. Would I you? Yes. Would you dig a pool with the Mylac?
1: Michaelac? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Have you dug I, a pool yeah, with one?
1: No, I haven't.
2: But, um, you, but you would. It digs, I'm,
1: I'm... Yeah, it's it. Uh, like digging power, it is super strong. I mean, like most six-ton excavators, I think are like forty horse or maybe fifty horse. That thing's seventy-five horsepower, and it just, it just digs. And you can get that that three-piece boom on on the action, and it it really it, it would dig fast.
2: Sick. Would
1: you what? could even use the skid steer bucket and and cut it if you wanted to, just like a skid steer digging a pool.
2: What? How much yeah. is it? Cost like percentage wise more than a regular excavator.
1: Um. Well, I think it's like the same price as like a Cat three hundred six or something uh, similar.
2: Really? Because Cat's don't. kind of
1: ridiculous on their pricing, but I think yes. it's like <laughs> I think that machine without the Con and stuff is like one hundred forty. An American, so that's like what is that? Like a half a million Canadian?
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's yeah, the price of my
2: 810 <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Yeah, how much it, was your eight? It's time? not,
1: it's definitely more expensive than I us. think,
2: but I I think, think my, cat,
1: like a cat one is pretty close to that. Hmm. Or maybe that's a cat 308. I don't know.
2: I know my, it buddy, not cheap. my buddy's cat 308. Mine it has a roto tilt on it, and I don't know where that's included, but it was like 210. Yeah,
3: well,
2: but it my, came with the tilt rotator.
3: My 080 was a buck fifty, and my tilt rotator was I don't know 45 or something. So yeah, but it's, 195-ish yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're expensive little buggers, but they're pretty cool. We don't have like service think, for I, a McAllic down here. Like I feel like yeah, if shit starts to go wrong, no one around here would know how to fix that. Brad would, yeah.
2: Brad would we don't have a Brad. Yeah, you don't have a Brad. Brad's our yeah, he could fix it. I guarantee it. I guarantee you 100%, whatever breaks, Bradway can fix it. That's just who he is. He's just that guy. But whether he'd come to Cornwall to help you, I don't think that would happen. Because I think he's also that guy (laughs) Not coming to Cornwall. So do you have, like, a dealer for it?
1: Yeah. I waited until, like, our dealer picked it up, I don't know, last summer or early last year or whatever. And I think mine was like the first one that they sold, but it's a it's a really big dealer in town, um, so they they've got really good service. So I waited until they had it, and and before I bought one, so they'll take care of whatever goes wrong on
2: it. Have you had any and, problems? Uh,
1: no, nothing yet. Yeah, that's cool.
2: I like when you you have a couple of videos where you have like the the skid sear bucket on it and you got like a whole skid steer bucket and you're dumping it like a, like an X. Ex- I was like, wow, that's actually pretty sick that you're moving that much yeah. more gravel or.
1: Yeah. It's uh, pretty, it's kind of handy. Like there's a lot of situations where um, backfilling or loading up a truck or just where you don't want to spin around like a skid steer. Um, you can still operate like a skid steer. It's pretty cool. And you can load like really, really tall with it too. Like, so I can load big trucks with it real easily.
2: I, uh, I'll be the first to say that, like, when I first saw those things, I thought they were kind of goofy. Like like I'm being like being straight. Like when I first saw, and when I saw you bought one, I was like, Oh, those things are kind of goofy. But now that I've seen you physically using it on site, I'm like, man, that thing actually looks kind of handy. Looks like it does a lot. uh, It looks like it does a lot of shit. Like
1: it does. And like tight access too. Like when you if you pick that bucket up and you can pick it like straight over your head, basically. And so you have a zero front swing and zero tail swing. So like you could be between two houses and be able to scoop in front of you, spin around, and dump it in a bobcat or whatever behind you. Which if you think about most excavators, you have that the front you're limited on your front swing so
2: yeah like if you're i mean we dig in between two houses a lot so (laughs) like you're either seriously like you're either dragging it all backwards with you the whole length of between the houses yeah because you can't get around to dump it into the bucket um yeah so i like what you're saying that's sick like you could go straight out those situations
1: it's really cool and then also with that three-piece boom you can get like under tree canopies and under power wires you can control your height i even like dug out inside of a, a low pole barn with it now you know because you don't have to worry about the the stick being up in the trusses or in tree canopies and stuff like that
2: yeah the knuckle yeah the top yeah yeah,
1: yeah there's yeah, I... uh it, it's got a, a lot of like really wild uses so it's a cool machine
2: yeah, I always thought it was kind of goofy looking, and then since you've been posting it on Instagram, I'm like man, <laughs> that thing looks pretty sick. Like legit, it looks pretty cool. I
1: it'd be perfect for your tight access Toronto. Although for- if you can't get a five ninety five, then you can't get that, and it's about the same width, I think.
2: Yeah, no, we can't get a five ninety five. in. if we get if I go you to, a, to make con- a
1: mini mecalac for you,
2: it's so fucked yeah. up in our area. Sometimes I go to a corner lot, and the fence posts aren't far enough apart to get the five ninety five in. Why is a fucking corner lot? Fucking put your phone posts like eight feet apart, you dumb fucks. Why are they five <laughs> feet apart? Like holy shit. Like it just it's mind-boggling the, the limited access that people have like every job has. It's I think that's whenever I watch anyone in the states, I'm always like, man, even like um Landscapes by Dylan. I don't know if you follow him, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, yeah. This motherfucker's in California. And every place he goes is like great access and he's got machine. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's in fucking isn't it? Isn't there no congestion there? Like everyone's (laughs) fucking guy is like still I'm like, man, I can just I just the amount of like I have a buddy that runs like three crews, he has like four MTs and three E twenties and like because that's what they use every day. That's what they keep the job plates every day. Like that's just what they It's what they take. It's fucking crazy. I just, whatever. Everything we do is just...
1: We do, we have a mini, like a mini setup, you know, a little Kubota mini excavator and ditch witch and stuff, but um, and we use them quite a bit, but you know, depends. Most of the time we do have pretty good access. And like, if we're doing like a smaller job and we don't want to mess up the yard, we use the small equipment. Um. But if you know, generally, we're doing a bigger job of messing up whatever we need to.
2: I maybe I don't know. R8, I was talking to one of our clients, has uh, I think two 14 tons with tilt with rototilts and a couple eight tons with rototilts. And our eight ton is a 2015, so I've been sort of like, I don't know, do I really want to put this rototilt on a 2015 machine, but he was like, just. If you get rid of the machine just take the rototilt off and move it to the next one or ncon or whatever you do it like it doesn't necessarily have to get sold with the machine was his take on it he actually moves his he replaces his executors every three years but keeps the the tilt rotators
1: yeah yeah Um, when when we were over in sweden the some of those rotators that we were looking at um that were on machine still had like twenty thousand hours on wow they had like no issues
2: so, would you keep yours, or would totally you tell them, or would you sell yours with the machines?
1: Um, I probably depends. I might keep it. Yeah, if I like, if I bought a new eight ton today, I'd probably just keep it because the price has gone up on them. So, probably be just as well to keep it unless I could get like really good money out of it. I guess I have to do a little cost benefit analysis there and see. I don't know.
2: Yeah, he. That's what, so. Because I was just talking. Because like, we subcontract work off him as well, and we float all his equipment for him. And uh, it just, I was like, oh, that would be a maybe. That's something we should consider doing. I don't know. It's like because I was, I was just. Oh, yeah. it was like, it's a two thousand fifteen. I'm like, I don't. I really want to. I kind of inherited it though. Like I didn't really buy it. Kind of <laughs> took it. Yeah, so, like I, it's a long story, but um, so I just, yeah, maybe it would be. I was wondering if you would keep them or sell them, but it is ones with 20,000. Yeah, I wouldn't I I would...
1: hesitate to do that. Honestly, Mike, I would do that. Uh, is it a good machine? Like, is it, it is, a good it's shape? A real,
2: yeah, it's a really good machine. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, why not? I mean, excavators can last a long time, and there's no reason that. I mean, that's still.
2: Yeah, and it has. Uh,
1: you probably have that for another 10 years to take care of it.
2: It has a new set of tracks and new undercarriage on it so it's a kubota eight ton um so yeah maybe we'll put one on then i I think you should well i just want to try like my follower count sucks because i don't have one so (laughs) there's
1: nothing else that will help with that
2: i'm gonna and i'm also gonna start hanging around with pool people because a flying pool with a tilt rotator it's like the the perfect storm of views if you can- I think,
1: I think you just justified this expense for that purpose yeah. right there.
2: I'll tell my wife. Listen, yeah, it's going to be okay. Like <laughs> I know we're not going to make payroll this week, but we're getting this spinny tilt <laughs> rotator thing. No one will give a shit about getting paid. That. no, we have yeah. a bunch of stuff. A bunch of our equipment is coming off our books, like in terms of payments. Um, so we might look at investing in some different. Like I'm not. All of our equipment is in really good shape. We take good care of it. We have a, like we have Brad who services it always. Um, so instead, of, I might I thought about maybe buying a instead of buying more equipment, maybe just upgrading the ex, the big excavator we have to a tilt rotator, because um, we do have like a big thirty ton float, so we could float all the attachments and all the shit, and mm. it goes with yeah. it.
3: Heck yeah. Um, yeah, I got to send a separate truck to bring the attachments whenever we go out. With the, with yeah, right. Tent. Yeah. Or try a and put everything in, in the back of the tandem and then pick it out like barrel of monkeys shit. <laughs> like <laughs> trying to get it all out of the back of the, the dump truck after.
2: Someone's with waving. The, the project that we're on
3: right now,
1: we yeah. have like uh, both of our excavators with N cons out on there. And there's just attachments scattered all over the whole backyard, <laughs> all over
3: the yard. And <laughs> don't let them sit too long; you have to replace all the sod. Right. Do you ever? Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, that's that's an already done deal.
2: Do you ever look at all those attachments and be like, "Man, I could buy a fucking house."
1: Yeah, or like, a nice couple of Lambos.
2: Yeah, a couple. Of <laughs> 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 I've got a I've got a Lambos worth of attachments on this job. Like,
1: yeah, literally,
2: <laughs> how much is an attachment? I don't know, I have no idea. Like, I'm being like,
1: well, it depends on what it is, but
2: like, say, like, somewhere, I'll say, like, that does uh, for, for use of Chad's term, skeleton bucket. Uh, um, the,
1: the buckets are actually really cheap for some reason. All the NCOM yeah. buckets, I don't know about the other brands, but I want to say that thing was like maybe. Fifteen or eighteen hundred bucks? Seriously? Two grand? I don't remember to be honest with you, but I think it was something. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It was under three thousand dollars. I'll guarantee you that.
2: Like my eight ton has a swing bucket on it, and yeah, when I acquired it, there was a debate about the value of it, and the guy I acquired it from was like, "No, no, that bucket's worth like twelve grand." I was like, what are you like fucking nuts? And then we called Kubota. They're like, yeah, these buckets are 12 grand. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's <laughs> a bucket with two hoses on it. This is fucking crazy. Um, yeah. So I I guess yeah, so if well, but even if you have a bunch of that stuff sitting around, that could get what's it like a grapple cost.
1: The grapples are expensive. Uh they're like 10 grand at least. And then if you get the CMP ones. You're talking 15,
3: 18, depending on what size, or like a six ton or eight ton. I spent fifteen on sense. mine and they sent it to me with a dog shit paint job. Like fucking really? embarrassing. Like it was this teal green and they rattle canned it black and then wrapped it right away. So it was like just the worst paint job you could ever imagine. And like what? They from dropped CMA? the beat. No, no, it's from some fucking European company oh. or something. Del Hico or Di or something like that? I don't know. Anyway, um, it was it's fucking ridiculous. Did you I'm order? Pissed a,
2: off about it. Did you order a broom, Chad? No,
3: it was eight thousand dollars. Holy fuck. for a broom! I'm like, holy shit! This is getting oh a yeah little out of touch, yeah. man. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I know our money's not worth a lot up here, but I feel like that's a little excessive. Like that's a lot of money for a broom. Yeah. Did the broom?
2: Do anything or well, just
3: it wasn't even like a rotary broom or anything. It was just like regular push broom.
2: But have you seen that video? And if it's one of your videos, Jeremy, don't like (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Don't again. But there's a video of a guy and he has like an old skid steer track and he's using it as a broom. And it works sick. Like a squeegee. Yeah, it works. Like it's I
1: I think I have one a video doing that in our parking lot i just grab it with a grapple yes like an old yep. bobcat track and then just it, it, it cleans up mud really nice off a blacktop
2: yeah it was sick it was working amazing and then i thought of you i thought of that chad when you were doing that um street job in the fall and you had the grade beam and stuff and the soil i was uh, like man he needs that rubber track yeah. to just Scrape all that shit into a pile and then scoop it like
3: Yeah, yeah we could have used that.
2: Then it wouldn't have fucked up it won't fuck up the curb, it won't damage it, it won't you won't get back charged for chips.
3: I don't you know, have any brooms broken, broken track. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How could you not have broken? I think, tracks? Like, what we
1: did with the broom was bought like a old like a forklift broom.
3: Like we just googled
1: forklift brooms and okay. bought one of those and we just welded the bracket on it. And it oh, was maybe Two or three grand.
3: Oh, that's the, the most. genius way to do it. Yeah. I'm getting on Amazon yeah. doing that tomorrow.
1: Yeah. It was like, uh, yeah, just Google like forklift rooms or something. Rooms. Or text me or something. I'll I'll see if I can find the link. Nice.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That'd be way better than $8,000. Definitely was eight grand. Wow. Maybe they're just taking me for a ride.
2: I have old Bobcat tracks in my yard I can't get rid of. So I'll just send them down to your yard. And you can start using them as fucking.
3: But I think I don't think you need more than one, though.
2: I don't need either of them, though. Hmm. So I feel like (laughs) if you're gonna take them, you need to take both.
3: You gonna send those old tires as a package deal or what?
2: I have lots of old tires as well. That's a fucking. Our whole sea can is full of fucking tires. We have more tires and rims and fucking. This it's like a nightmare of. I don't know how we end up with so many, so much shit, but sometimes yeah. I look around. I'm like, how did we get so much crap in five years?
1: I, yeah. I feel the same. I can't wait to move and purge all that stuff. Just I, get rid of all this stupid crap.
2: Well, it hasn't been snowing and stuff. We've been purging shit out of the sea cam. Cause I'm like, can we just like, why don't we have this stuff? Like it's just, there's so much of it. And we fucking throw it away. Like I don't yeah. want it around anymore. Like it's, um, but yeah, it's amazing. Like sometimes I look around, like, man, how do we get so like we won't, This is gonna be our sixth season, right? How do we get so much shit in five years? Like, what the fuck? Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's crazy how it accumulates.
2: Mike, are you ready? You look exhausted. I'm pretty tired. Yeah. Is this, is this the
0: episode <laughs> we announced the Chinese excavator giveaway? Oh, we well, making a, a little not... bit more reach with Jeremy here.
2: Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> so man? I I don't know. Jeremy, if you follow um mainstream landscapes, uh he's the author. Oh yeah, the
1: guy that's trying to give away the ditch witch.
2: Yeah, and he's the author. Did he, did he give it away? No, <laughs> no, uh, no, not yet. And he's the author also the author of Broke to Balling. You might have read it. Um <laughs> he's an author too. Wow. <laughs> to, to short <laughs> read. To short read Broke <laughs> to Balling. Highly it's on the uh if you go to the Not A Finest Hour uh, Instagram page, it's one of our highly recommended books. Um, number one recommended book, Broke the Balling. Paper uh, so, King's Book Club. Paper King's Book Club. <laughs> is, there a, is there a Heitman
1: Academy book in there too? Yeah, Heitman Academy. Is he, is he an author as well?
2: I, he's kind of fallen off the radar. Uh, so Maybe he's in jail now. Could, oh, that yeah, be. that's true. I, so we decided that we've been inspired by the on-again, off-again no date, not sure how many tickets are getting sold Uh raffle of the ditch, witch by mainstream landscape. And Chad has graciously volunteered his last Chinese excavator for the first ever, not our finest hour, uh, raffle. Um, the thing about our raffle is it's a, you're a guaranteed winner. Uh, We guarantee that everyone who enters this raffle is a 100% winner. You will win. Um, So we're going to run the raffle. Chad's going to be, he's willing to deliver the excavator or uh, maybe I'll deliver the excavator. Chad's supplying the excavator so graciously for the raffle. And basically what's going to happen is we are selling one ticket to the raffle for $8,500. So if you buy the one ticket, we will you then will. be drawing for the excavator. And we guarantee whoever buys the ticket will win the excavator. It's a one-ticket raffle uh, completely. And in- we're also not sure when the draw date is or when exactly it's going to happen. But if you send us the $8,500, we will send you the ticket. Um, and then we will we will draw, uh, draw it eventually. Uh, but, yeah, that's our new – we're going to have the – we're announcing it here with you, full stop. Okay. That the not our finest hour Chinese excavator raffle is on. That uh, and there's no negotiating on the ticket. It's eighty five hundred bucks. So <laughs> a, a one ticket raffle, baby. Um, so that and that is that your good, Mike. We've now announced the raffle while Jeremy was here. So. Yeah, I'm happy now. Okay, Mike's ha- Mike's really wanted the to get this such a
0: historic event.
2: Yeah. <laughs> this, now. <laughs> Someone might argue that it's really just kind of buying the excavator, but we don't think that we like the thought of shipping out the ticket. We'll go live on YouTube. We'll turn the big wheel and we'll pull the ticket out and we'll award the excavator 8,500, a ticket, one ticket for sale. Whoever wants this, ex- this, to whoever wants to get in on the raffle, just contact Chad directly.
3: Yeah. I mean, knocking down my door. Well, uh, without a single ticket,
2: <laughs> that single one <laughs> ticket, it's similar to just buying the excavator, but different. It's a bit more snazzy. Um, but anyways, thank you for being on, Jeremy. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, oh, Jeremy, where can our audience go? Oh yeah, tell you. us, tell us where the audience uh,
1: uh, J squared outdoor on Instagram is my handle. Beautiful, perfect. So
0: feel free to follow. You'll get one follower.
2: Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah least, this, this, isn't like, this isn't like appearing with Andy or Caleb so you'll probably pick up one or two. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know I pick up one
1: or two? Sweet
2: <laughs> not the same not the same as appearing with either of those two guys <laughs> <laughs> alright and that is the end of the episode